0: SECTION 16 OF AN ESSAY CONCERNING HUMAN UNDERSTANDING This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Malone An Essay Concerning Human Understanding by John Locke Of Simple Modes And first, of the simple modes of the idea of space, part one. One, simple modes of simple ideas. Though in the foregoing part I have often mentioned simple ideas, which are truly the materials of all our knowledge, yet having treated of them there rather in the way that they come into the mind than as distinguished from others more compounded, it will not be perhaps amiss to take a view of some of them again under this consideration, and examine those different modifications of the same idea which the mind either finds in things existing, or is able to make within itself without the help of any extrinsical object or any foreign suggestion." those modifications of any one simple idea which as has been said i call simple modes are as perfectly different and distinct ideas in the mind as those of the greatest distance or contrariety for the idea of two is as distinct from that of one as blueness from heat or either of them from any number And yet it is made up only of that simple idea of an unit repeated, and repetitions of this kind, joined together, make those distinct simple modes of a dozen, a gross, a million. Simple modes of idea of space. 2. Idea of Space I shall begin with the simple idea of space. I have showed above chapter four that we get the idea of space both by our sight and touch which i think is so evident that it would be as needless to go to prove that men perceive by their sight a distance between bodies of different colours or between the parts of the same body as that they see colours themselves nor is it less obvious that they can do so in the dark by feeling and touch. 3. SPACE AND EXTENSION This space, considered barely in length between any two beings, without considering anything else between them, is called distance. If considered in length, breadth, and thickness, I think it may be called capacity when considered between the extremities of matter which fills the capacity of space with something solid tangible and movable it is properly called extension and so extension is an idea belonging to body only but space may as is evident be considered without it at least i think it most intelligible and the best way to avoid confusion, if we use the word extension for an affection of matter or the distance of the extremities of particular solid bodies, and space in the more general signification for distance, with or without solid matter possessing it. 4. Immensity Each different distance is a different modification of space, and each idea of any different distance or space, is a simple mode of this idea. Men having, by accustoming themselves to stated lengths of space, which they use for measuring other distances, as a foot, a yard, or a fathom, a league, or diameter of the earth, made those ideas familiar to their thoughts, can, in their minds, repeat them as often as they will without mixing or joining to them the idea of body or anything else, and frame to themselves the idea of long, square, or cubic feet, yards, or fathoms, here amongst the bodies of the universe, or else beyond the utmost bounds of all bodies, and by adding these still one to another, enlarge their ideas of space as much as they please, The power of repeating or doubling any idea we have of any distance, and adding it to the former as often as we will, without being ever able to come to any stop or stint, let us enlarge it as much as we will, is that which gives us the idea of immensity. 5. Figure. There is another modification of this idea which is nothing but the relation which the parts of the termination of extension, or circumscribed space, have amongst themselves. This the touch discovers in sensible bodies, whose extremities come within our reach, and the eye takes both from bodies and colors, whose boundaries are within its view where, observing how the extremities terminate, either in straight lines which meet at discernible angles, or in crooked lines wherein no angles can be perceived, by considering these as they relate to one another in all parts of the extremities of any body or space, it has that idea we call figure, which affords to the mind infinite variety for besides the vast number of different figures that do really exist in the coherent masses of matter, the stock that the mind has in its power, by varying the idea of space and thereby making still new compositions, by repeating its own ideas and joining them as it pleases, is perfectly inexhaustible. And so it can multiply figures in infinitum six endless variety of figures for the mind having a power to repeat the idea of any length directly stretched out and join it to another in the same direction which is to double the length of that straight line or else join another with what inclination it thinks fit and so make what sort of angle it pleases and being able also to shorten any line it imagines by taking from it one-half, one-fourth, or what part it pleases, without being able to come to an end of any such divisions, it can make an angle of any bigness. So also the lines that are its sides of what length it pleases, which, joining again to other lines of different lengths and at different angles, till it has wholly enclosed any space it is evident that it can multiply figures both in their shape and capacity in infinitum all which are but so many different simple modes of space the same that it can do with straight lines it can also do with crooked or crooked and straight together and the same it can do in lines It can also in superficies, by which we may be led into further thoughts of the endless variety of figures that the mind has a power to make, and thereby to multiply the simple modes of space. 7. PLACE Another idea coming under this head and belonging to this tribe is that we call PLACE as in simple space, we consider the relation of the distance between any two bodies or points. So in our idea of place, we consider the relation of distance between anything and any two or more points, which are considered as keeping the same distance one with another, and so considered as at rest. For when we find anything at the same distance now, which it was yesterday, from any two or more points, which have not since changed their distance one with another, and with which we then compared it, we say it hath kept the same place. But if it hath sensibly altered its distance with either of those points, we say it hath changed its place, though, vulgarly speaking, in the common notion of place, we do not always exactly observe the distance from these precise points but from larger portions of sensible objects to which we consider the thing placed to bear relation and its distance from which we have some reason to observe Eight. place relative to particular bodies thus a company of chessmen standing on the same squares of the chessboard where we left them we say they are all in the same place or unmoved though perhaps the chessboard hath been in the meantime carried out of one room into another because we compare them only to the parts of the chessboard which keep the same distance one with another the chessboard we also say is in the same place it was if it remain in the same part of the cabin though perhaps the ship which it is in sails all the while. And the ship is said to be in the same place, supposing it kept the same distance with the parts of the neighboring land, though perhaps the earth hath turned round, and so both chessmen and board and ship have every one changed place in respect of remoter bodies, which have kept the same distance one with another. But yet the distance from certain parts of the chessboard being that which determines the place of the chessmen, and the distance from the fixed parts of the cabin, with which we made the comparison, being that which determined the place of the chessboard, and the fixed parts of the earth, that by which we determined the place of the ship, these things may be said to be in the same place in those respects, though their distance from some other things, which in this matter we did not consider, being varied, they have undoubtedly changed place in that respect, and we ourselves shall think so when we have occasion to compare them with those other. 9. Place relative to a present purpose. By this modification of distance we call place, being made by men for their common use, that by it they might be able to design the particular position of things where they had occasion for such designation men consider and determine of this place by reference to those adjacent things which best served to their present purpose without considering other things which to another purpose would better determine the place of the same thing thus in the chessboard the use of the designation of the place of each chessman being determined only within that chequered piece of wood it would cross that purpose to measure it by anything else but when these very chessmen are put up in a bag if anyone should ask where the black king is it would be proper to determine the place by the part of the room it was in and not by the chessboard there being another use of designing the place it is now in than when in play it was on the chessboard and so must be determined by other bodies so if any one should ask in what place are the verses which report the story of nisus and euryalus it would be very improper to determine this place by saying that they were in such a part of the earth or in Bodley's library But the right designation of the place would be by the parts of Virgil's works, and the proper answer would be that these verses were about the middle of the ninth book of his Aeneids, and that they have been always constantly in the same place ever since Virgil was printed, which is true, though the book itself hath moved a thousand times, the use of the idea of place here being to know in what part of the book that story is. That so, upon occasion, we may know where to find it and have recourse to it for use. Ten Place of the Universe. That our idea of place is nothing else but such a relative position of anything as I have before mentioned, I think is plain, and will be easily admitted when we consider that we can have no idea of the place of the universe though we can of all the parts of it, because beyond that we have not the idea of any fixed distinct particular beings, in reference to which we can imagine it to have any relation of distance. But all beyond it is one uniform space or expansion, wherein the mind finds no variety, no marks, for to say that the world is somewhere means no more than that it does exist this though a phrase borrowed from place signifying only its existence not location and when one can find out and frame in his mind clearly and distinctly the place of the universe he will be able to tell us whether it moves or stands still in the undistinguishable inane of infinite space though it be true that the word place has sometimes a more confused sense and stands for that space which anybody takes up and so the universe is in a place the idea therefore of place we have by the same means that we get the idea of space whereof this is but a particular limited consideration namely by our sight and touch by either of which we receive into our minds the ideas of extension or distance. 11. Extension and Body Not the Same There are some that would persuade us that body and extension are the same thing, who either change the signification of words, which I would not suspect them of, they having so severely condemned the philosophy of others, because it hath been too much placed in the uncertain meaning or deceitful obscurity of doubtful or insignificant terms if therefore they mean by body an extension the same that other people do namely by body something that is solid and extended whose parts are separable and movable different ways and by extension only the space that lies between the extremities of those solid, coherent parts, and which is possessed by them, they confound very different ideas one with another. For I appeal to every man's own thoughts, whether the idea of space be not as distinct from that of solidity as it is from the idea of scarlet color. It is true Solidity cannot exist without extension. Neither can scarlet color exist without extension. But this hinders not, but that they are distinct ideas. Many ideas require others, as necessary to their existence or conception, which yet are very distinct ideas. Motion can neither be nor be conceived without space and yet motion is not space nor space motion space can exist without it and they are very distinct ideas and so i think are those of space and solidity solidity is so inseparable an idea from body that upon that depends its filling of space its contact impulse and communication of motion upon impulse And if it be a reason to prove that spirit is different from body, because thinking includes not the idea of extension in it, the same reason will be as valid, I suppose, to prove that space is not body, because it includes not the idea of solidity in it. Space and solidity being as distinct ideas as thinking and extension, and is wholly separable in the mind one from another body then and extension it is evident are two distinct ideas for twelve extension not solidity first extension includes no solidity nor resemblance to the motion of body as body does thirteen the parts of space inseparable both really and mentally. Secondly, the parts of pure space are inseparable one from the other, so that the continuity cannot be separated, both neither really nor mentally, for I demand of anyone to remove any part of it from another with which it is continued, even so much as in thought. To divide and separate actually is, as I think, by removing the parts one from another, to make two superficies where before there was a continuity, and to divide mentally is, to make in the mind two superficies where before there was a continuity, and consider them as removed one from the other. Which can only be done in things considered by the mind as capable of being separated and by separation of acquiring new distinct superficies which they then have not but are capable of but neither of these ways of separation whether real or mental, is as i think compatible to pure space IT IS TRUE A MAN MAY CONSIDER SO MUCH OF SUCH A SPACE AS IS ANSWERABLE OR COMMENSURATE TO A FOOT, WITHOUT CONSIDERING THE REST, WHICH IS INDEED A PARTIAL CONSIDERATION, BUT NOT SO MUCH AS MENTAL SEPARATION OR DIVISION. SINCE A MAN CAN NO MORE MENTALLY DIVIDE WITHOUT CONSIDERING TWO SUPERFICIES SEPARATE ONE FROM THE OTHER then he can actually divide without making two superficies disjointed one from the other. But a partial consideration is not separating. A man may consider light in the sun without its heat or mobility in body without its extension without thinking of their separation. One is only a partial consideration, terminating in one alone. AND THE OTHER IS A CONSIDERATION OF BOTH, AS EXISTING SEPARATELY. 14. THE paths OF SPACE IMMOVABLE THIRDLY, THE PARTS OF PURE SPACE ARE IMMOVABLE, WHICH FOLLOWS FROM THEIR INSEPARABILITY. MOTION BEING NOTHING BUT CHANGE OF DISTANCE BETWEEN ANY TWO THINGS, BUT THIS CANNOT BE BETWEEN PARTS THAT ARE INSEPARABLE which, therefore, must needs be at perpetual rest one amongst another. Thus the determined idea of simple space distinguishes it plainly and sufficiently from body, since its parts are inseparable, immovable, and without resistance to the motion of body. 15. The definition of extension explains it not if anyone asks me what this space i speak of is i will tell him when he tells me what his extension is for to say as is usually done that extension is to have partes extra partes is to say only that extension is extension for what am i the better informed in the nature of extension when i am told that extension is to have parts that are extended exterior to parts that are extended that is extension consists of extended parts as if one asking what a fiber was i should answer him that it was a thing made up of several fibers would he thereby be enabled to understand what a fiber was better than he did before or rather would he not have reason to think that my design was to make sport with him rather than seriously to instruct him 16. Division of beings into bodies and spirits proves not space and body the same. Those who contend that space and body are the same bring this dilemma. Either this space is something or nothing. If nothing be between two bodies, they must necessarily touch. If it be allowed to be something, they ask whether it be body or spirit. To which i answer by another question who told them that there was or could be nothing but solid beings which could not think and thinking beings that were not extended which is all they mean by the terms body and spirit end of section 16 reading by malone